0: In regards to the word normal, I think I think that was always such a goal of mine growing up that I wanted to stay normal, I didn't want to stand out. I kind of th- thought the goal of life was to be as normal as possible. But I think since I've had this accident and heard this word normal so much, I've realized that that actually shouldn't be the goal. We're all made to stand out in our own ways. So uh, whatever our normal is, you know, it's okay to embrace that and, and utilize that and use our normal to in whatever way God wants us to use that normal.
1: There is always hope, and you are not alone. Hi, I'm Christabel Braden, and this is my brain injury podcast, Hope Survives. Here we share information, education, and support for the brain injury community. This is an uplifting podcast to bring hope to your darkest days. As a survivor of traumatic brain injury and multiple concussions, I know what it's like to struggle to find hope. I don't want anyone to feel as alone as I did, and that's why I started my online community called Hope After Head Injury. This podcast is an extension of that, and I'd love to invite you to join along as we explore the realities of life with brain injury with messages of encouragement, interviews with doctors and professionals, and survivor stories. No matter where you're at on your journey, There is always hope. With a little hope, you can make it through today. With a little faith, someday you'll get through the pain. Just a little love is enough to light the way through your darkest night. Hope survives. Hope survives. Hope survives. Welcome back to Hope Survives Podcast, here for another episode in Brain Injury Awareness Month. Thank you so much to everyone for being here and part of our podcast, Hope Survives family. It's so good to have you here. Last week, I shared about brain injury awareness and what it means to me on the journey through brain injury. I shared some of my personal journey and how I've seen awareness grow over the years. And I just want to thank you for some of your comments and messages about that episode. I really appreciate anytime I hear from you. And I am sorry, sometimes I'm a little slow getting back to replying to messages. I've actually been having a lot of higher symptom days lately. And so uh, I, I want you to know I, I appreciate it. And even if it takes me a little longer to get back, thank you for sending them it helps me to know that you're listening and you're here and, and it helps me to keep going and sharing this hope. So we're here for another brain injury awareness episode with survivor Jeff Huxford. Now I'm super excited about this conversation. He is a brain injury survivor. He wrote a book called Finding Normal and that book is being turned into a movie called A New Normal about his brain injury story. His story is going to reach so many people through that movie, and it's so exciting, but we have him here today, and it's going to be great. One of the things I love about this conversation is we talk about awareness. He shares some of his story, of course, Um, but we also talk about kind of what it's like to look back on your injury being farther out. He's about 10 years out, coming up on 10 years, and so he's able to provide some of that perspective as well of kind of looking back and, and what that's like. And another part of the conversation that I think is worth noting and highlighting is he talks about what it's like to be a parent and have a brain injury and some of those challenges of parenting with TBI. So if you are a brain injury survivor and a parent, I really hope you find some hope and encouragement from Jeff today. I think I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for being here. Let's get started. Hope After Head Injury is a global online community for brain injury survivors, caregivers, families, advocates, anyone who'd want to be part of the brain injury community. I'd like to invite you to join our Facebook support group. You can search Hope After Head Injury support group on there. We also have a page and an Instagram. And every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on the Hope After Head Injury Facebook page, there's a live chat. So I've been doing this live video for over five years on the hope after head injury facebook page so you can join us every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern and that has become just such a beautiful community we also have a monthly zoom support meeting you can join that by visiting hopeafterheadinjury.com community and the link for that is in the description of the podcast We meet once a month, encourage each other on our journeys. You can either have your camera on or off, however you're comfortable. You can just listen, or you can come and share some of your story and encouragement with others. It's a great time to know that we are in this together, and we are stronger together as a brain injury community. I also run a group called Brain Injury Bible Study, You can find that information if it's something you'd be interested in. It's basically we combine faith and brain injury recovery together in that group. Now, finally, I just want to share a reminder that this podcast is for education and informational purposes only, and it's not intended for medical advice. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your physician. And remember, there's always hope. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Jeff Huxford, a brain injury survivor and the author of a book called Finding Normal. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
0: Thanks for having me. Um, we met a few months ago. Well, probably a couple of years ago, we, felt we met in Nashville. So it's exciting to be back in touch with you and appreciate all, you do, all you're doing for brain injury survivors and caregivers and all that. And I do a lot. So it's, it's, it's a big deal.
1: Thanks, Jeff. And I appreciate all that you do as well. And it was so great to meet you. We met, it was actually, I think, a couple months before the pandemic um, in 2019. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. And well, long, it's crazy.
0: Longer
1: than I thought then, yeah. Yeah. Well, time kind of warps together with, with the yeah. <laughs> shutdown and everything. But it was so good to meet you. And and we hung out on a coffee shop and talked. And you did a Facebook Live with me that day. Um, oh, for yeah, my yeah, yeah. yeah, for for on my hope after head injury Facebook page, we just went live yeah. and you shared some of your story and talked about your book and um, people came on and were commenting and it was so much fun and I've been wanting to have you back on the podcast. It's just been a matter of me getting my scheduling together with all the sure. guests and so I'm really excited to have you back today.
0: It worked. Yeah, that's good. I've I've did several podcasts. I've not done one in a while, so this is good to be back (laughs) doing these things.
1: That's great. So March is brain injury awareness month. And Mm -hmm. so I just want to ask you first, what does brain injury awareness mean to you? And then we'll go into talking more about your story.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, being a a physician, you'd think I'd be really kind of up to date and aware of all the uh, things that are going on medically. But um, before my brain injury, I really didn't, I wasn't aware of how common they are and how so many times I think people have brain injuries and they're not aware of it. They just kind of deal with it and think like, this is, this is normal. This is what I deal with. And they don't recognize that the fact they're dealing with a brain injury. So after I had mine, uh, I think I became more um, just aware in general, of brain injury awareness and uh, just noticing how common it is. And uh, so I've tried to, I've tried to be proactive with that. Um, Not always, uh, as active as I'd like to be with with the awareness, but, um, hopefully that I'm able to do some of that.
1: I think you're doing great. And, you know, I really love what you said about how, even as a physician, before Mm -hmm. you had your injury, you didn't really have much awareness. And that's the thing, right? We don't really know it until we live it. And that's why I, I like that you brought that up because it's so important for us to bring more awareness because, People just don't know. And then brain injury can happen to anyone at any time. And so it would be so wonderful if the world was more aware about brain injury so that when it does happen, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they might know better what to do and understand also for the survivors living with it, that even if you can't see it on the outside, it's still real. Yeah.
0: I think that because the earlier you recognize it, the better them get into the different therapies and the. Rehabilitation—the earlier that starts, the better. I'm, I did a project a couple of years ago for uh, Brain Injury Awareness Month, and uh, tried to get pictures sent in of everybody that's had a brain injury and their friend their caregivers. And the the the—it wasn't my uh, phrase, but I, I found this phrase I put on there. It says, "Brain injury uh, doesn't have a doesn't have a face until it's yours or someone you know." And I think that's been true in my case. Um, Brain injury once I uh, dealt with mine, it's just become, i become aware of how common it is in other people as well.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Can you share some of your story? How did you have your brain injury? What was your life like before? And how did it change things? Yeah. So my,
0: my injury occurred back in 2012, uh, May of 2012. And at the time, um, I was mid 30s. Um, I'd been married for around, uh, almost 10 years at the time we had two kids. My son was a kindergartner. My daughter was in preschool and I was working as a family doctor. I've been working, uh, at the same practice for about six years at the time. Um, the, uh, my accident was a, it was an automobile accident. That was my day off and I was, uh, not, not too far from my house. I was coming back from, I ran in town to get a few things at the hardware store. I was coming back home and uh, another driver ran through a stop sign and uh, struck me in the passenger side and pushed me into a concrete pole. And, uh, uh, I don't remember the accident happening. I don't remember really, um, anything that happened after the accident until about three weeks later, but, um, they had, to uh, get me out of my truck and they had to they flew me to Chicago in a helicopter and I was, uh, at the first hospital for a week and then was transferred to a rehab center in, in downtown Chicago, the rehab Institute of Chicago. It's got a different name now. I'm not sure what it's called now, but the same hospitals. And, uh, uh, I was there for three weeks and, um, the, my injury was quite severe and they weren't sure, uh, they were very unaware or unsure how much, I, how much I'd recover. So they prepared my wife for, um, uh, but the likelihood of me going to another rehab facility for prolonged rehab. Um, they weren't sure how long it would be, but, um, about three weeks at three weeks out from the accident, I kind of had this I woke up and, uh, started, started getting better. And the doctors changed their mind and thought I could go home and do my rehab, uh, the rest of my therapy at home. So I went home after a month and started my outpatient therapy and slowly got better. And, uh, again, when the accident happened, it was a severe brain injury. They thought the chances of me going back to working as a doctor was pretty low. but um, yeah God performed, God performed a miracle and I was able to go back to work after five months and um, yeah, so I started working as a, started working in the same office I was at I was never back to the same level. I, um, I wasn't working seeing the same amount of patients. Um, uh, my, 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 the knowledge was there, I think, but I was never working as quite, quite as fast as I could before. As efficient, so um, I worked as a doctor for three years. Following that, um, but then I started having some complications from the brain injury in regards to just um, being able to focus and pay attention and keep up with my schedule and with fatigue and headaches, a lot lot of different things. um, And my doctor uh, thought the uh, although I wasn't making any mistakes at the time, I was still practicing pretty practicing good medicine. He thought the, the more I worked, the chances of me having a uh, making a medical error would be greater. So, I was uh, forced to retire at three at three weeks. I'm sorry, at three years following going back. So, that was in 2016. I had to I would uh retire from medicine.
1: And What was that like? I mean, was that emotional? How did it? Feel? Well, it,
0: it was. Um, it was. I try to explain. It, it was. It was almost. Um, I had to adjust to, when I had the brain injury initially, I had to adjust to this new person I was and how I had all these new things I had to deal with and new strengths, some some new strengths and new weaknesses that I wasn't, uh, that I didn't have to worry about before. So I had to adjust to those and I got back to work as a doctor and uh, started finding some normalcy there. So then when I couldn't work anymore, I found that out was like trying to like a whole new, a whole new normal to deal with. You know, there was the normal as me as the brain injured doctor. Now there's the normal um, this brain injured person who can't be a doctor anymore. So now, now it was a, another adjustment, I guess.
1: Yeah. And your book is called finding normal. So mm-hmm. you just mentioned, you know, there's different, there were a couple of different stages you sure. went through after your injury. Mm-hmm. And so what does that phrase finding normal mean to you?
0: Yeah. So, um, the title of this came, cause that's something I heard from the doctors from the start. They talked about, um, you know, you've are had this brain injury and uh, the normal that you had before is kind of a thing of the past. You got to figure out what this new normal is. And I kind of was in a denial of that at first. I thought that uh, maybe they were exaggerating how bad my injuries were and that I would have no problem getting back to who I was before. And so my goal initially was just to kind of prove them wrong and get back to who I was before. So eventually I realized that wasn't going to happen. So um, I guess finding normal to me meant finding, okay, the normal I had before was a thing of the past. I got to figure out what this my new normal is. And uh, uh, I think I've told people before that um, in regards to the word normal, I think I think that was always such a goal of mine growing up that I wanted to stay normal. I didn't want to stand out. And that um, I kind of th- thought the goal of life was to be as normal as possible. Um, but I think since I've had this accident and heard this word normal so much, I've realized that that actually shouldn't be the goal we're all made to stand out in our own ways. So, um, uh, whatever our normal is, you know, it's okay to embrace that and, and utilize that and serve it, use our normal to in whatever way God wants us to use that normal.
1: I love that. <laughs> Cause yeah, it, it is hard. And it, it's such a, it, the word, you know, it could mean so many different things to different people. And so after, after a brain injury, your whole world just changes and shifted. So you talked a little bit about some of the symptoms you experienced. Can we dive deeper into that? What are some of the main symptoms you had when you first had your brain injury? And then I want to talk about what are some things that still affect you today?
0: Sure. Um, again, the first few weeks following my brain injury, it was kind of like, they weren't sure, um, if I was even going to like, be able to function at all, so I don't really remember those times or those first few weeks. So, um, that would be uh, something you need to ask my wife or whoever was around me that time. But, um, I was uh, I really wasn't there. I mean, I was I look, I wasn't really talking at all at first, but then once I started uh, becoming more awake, she said I would look around, but I wasn't like really paying attention to anything. I was I was there, but I wasn't. Um, but I would say the. Uh, once I started becoming more aware of what was going on, the things I noticed about me were just, um, uh, I didn't notice so much. Um, my awareness wasn't really all there at first. I wasn't aware of the things that I was dealing with, but when I became more aware, I was doing, you know, I knew my memory wasn't what it used to be, my short term memory, especially. I feel like my long term memory isn't bad, but my short term memory, as far as I tell people, it's, um, it's, doesn't make any sense, but, you know, I'll remember the, I can remember lyrics to some song from high school, some rap song, um, some obscure song that I didn't know that well, but I remember all the lyrics, but I can't remember what I had for dinner two days ago, <laughs> so things like that, um, I mentioned before, headaches are a big, a big thing I deal with now, um, uh, like migraine type headaches, uh, fatigue for sure, um, I, uh, require a lot more rest and, uh, take a lot more breaks throughout the day just to rest my brain sometimes I uh, usually try to take a nap a day but if I'm a, even am I don't nap I'll just go lay down and close my eyes and relax and rest and that seems to help me move on especially if I don't do that then I have a, a hard time in, in the evening time to to function so I try to find a time during the day where I can get that done so I can be of some use later on in the day to my family um the uh I don't know what they call it um there's a term for, it, I don't know, but like when I'm out in public and there's lots of noise and things going on, I have a hard time filtering that stuff out. So I kind of get like sensory overload. If There's lots of noise and activity that can really, uh, get to me where I just, it just kind of, I kind of uh, freeze and have a hard time functioning and have to get away from that and work to a quiet place and, uh, yeah. Whereas before I could just kind of filter all that out and focus on, what I'm trying to focus on I have a, I can't do that. I can't do, I'm not, I, I can't multifunction like last night, for instance, I was trying to do something, find something and my daughter was trying to ask me a question about a homework assignment. And my wife pointed like, like Jenna, like wait because he's trying to do something else. Now you can't do two things at once. And so, um, yeah, multi multitasking is, it's very difficult for me. Um, There are there are many other things, there are just a few things I can think of off the top of my head. But
1: thank you. um, You described it really well. And that I I can relate to all those things. The uh overload, the headaches, the memory recall, you know, and not being able to do more than one thing at once. It's it's overwhelming. So what are some strategies or coping things that you have found help you? when you are dealing with some of your symptoms? Are there things that you do preventatively? Are there things you do when the symptoms come on? What does that look like for you?
0: Uh, Preventive wise, I think is just um, uh, being aware of little things you can start noticing before you get um, too overwhelmed. Like in regards to like the sensory overload. If I can recognize that early, I can step away and kind of take a few deep breaths, whatever that means and then come back in the situation. I think having, um, I think it's uh, important to have a few people that in your life, uh, in my case, it's my wife that will notice. She'll say like, I think you need to step away. Like I can tell you're getting overwhelmed. like just to go, go back and lay in the, go back and lay in her bedroom or, or just to deal with this later on. So having somebody that can kind of, um, that knows you well and knows your, uh, personality and knows how you may start acting if, you're going to get hit if you're headed in that direction. Um, So just, yeah, I think this, and also um, it's important to, because you always want to do as a brain injury survivor, you always want to be how you were before. So I think it's important that you um, uh, that is not your goal that you recognize I'm a different person now, and how how I responded to something before, how I would react to something in the past, uh, it may not be the same now, and you have to be okay with that.
1: That's uh, huge. It's
0: because, it's because you did just just because you handled something in a certain way before doesn't mean you have to handle it that way now, and don't put pressure on yourself to 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 do that.
1: Yeah, that's so good, and you know I even find you've it's been many years now since your injury. Um, you're coming mm-hmm. up on ten.
0: Almost 10 years, yeah, for 10 Almost years
1: and Ten in years. Yeah. So for me, I'm just over fourteen years. And okay. I find that wow. even within the like years of having the injury, sometimes I try to push myself to do something the way I could even do it last year or last month. Or t- two point, years ago. Yes. You know, it's not even just who I was before the injury, but like the longer you get out, I find there are seasons and times when I feel like my symptoms are a lot better. But Mm -hmm. then there are times that I have a dip and I have a symptom flare up and I have more struggles. And even with the brain injury, sometimes I find myself trying to push it to where I was functioning last month or last year when Mm -hmm. I'm not able to do that today. So what you said about listening to your symptoms and like, you know, catching Mm -hmm. it early, I think we have to just have continual grace for ourselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a great point about the. Yeah, you're right. After, I mean, there's not just the, who you were before the, before the injury. There's also, you know, from months, even from day to day, there's things that maybe I could do last week that I was pretty good at this week. I just gotta take a break and not do that and <laughs> find something else. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. It, it can be really frustrating.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be <laughs>
1: for sure. Yeah. It, it's hard. Cause there's no, uh, even if you have a routine, there's really no like steadiness when you have a brain injury because mm-hmm. you never really know what your brain's going to be like any given day. Right. Yeah. That's so I want to sure. I want to ask you about parenting with mm-hmm. a brain injury. Um, I've actually had a number of people in our online support group ask about this. And this is something I have no knowledge on because I'm mm-hmm. not a parent. So because yeah. I have you on here and you did mention a little bit earlier with your daughter asking you for help on the homework and things like that. Yeah. Over the years. So your kids were young when you first had your injury. What yeah. what has parenting with a brain injury been like?
0: It's. um. Yeah, my kids were young. They they remember my accident, but I'm not sure how much they remember like of what I was like before the accident and what I'm like, how how I'm different. I'm sure they recognize a few things, but um I think it'd be a lot different. I think if if the accident happened, like it's let's, say, let's say now my daughter, my son's 16 and my daughter about turn 15. I can't um I imagine if the accident would have occurred now and there been the change, would be a little more um uh hard of a change for them, a difficult change. The fact that it occurred when they are younger, um, although it was tough, I'm not saying it was easy on them, but um, I think the fact that it might have made it, might have made the changes in me a little bit easier for them to take. But um, they are, um, I think it's, they're brand, I think for the most part, they're very understanding of things that I have to deal with and they're accepting I, guess I owe a lot of that to my wife too, because she's really stepped up and, um, done amazingly well with, uh, handling things that maybe I used to handle in the past that she's kind of had to, uh, deal with both, you know, kind of a double up, I guess, as a parent and deal with things that, uh, she wouldn't have to afford, but, um, and also she's good. I think she does a I don't know. I don't I don't I probably don't always hear it because she probably does it But even my knowledge, but just talking to my kids about your dad doesn't deal with that well and be you know be easy on him around I yeah, and I I know stuff like that goes on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of. So I owe a lot of that to her. Um but uh, I think that um the uh as a parent. With a brain injury, uh, being parenting because of the brain injury. Um, I think most of us will have a little shorter fuse than we were before. Um, so we got to be aware of that. And we find ourselves um, getting upset or angry. I think it's important to step away and not just try to deal with it. I mean, just step away, just tell your kids, like, you know, son or daughter, like, I need to step away. I'm having, you know, I'm gonna get angry. I'm gonna step away from this, and we'll come back and deal with this later on. You know, uh, I think those are those are a few things I can think of. I guess, I and mean, there's yeah. I'm sure there's some other things that go on. But
1: yeah, that's great. What about when you have symptoms and you're tired or fatigued? How do you balance that with showing up for mm-hmm. your kids?
0: Yeah, I think I mentioned earlier, like the um, I wasn't. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that I I was pretty much. I, as of now I take a nap every afternoon pretty much you know whether early in the afternoon late in the afternoon because if I don't um, by the time my kids come home from school I'm kind of spent um, so I made a decision like if I'm going to be of uh, present with my kids in the evening time I got to take care of myself so um, I am pretty uh, sometimes I'm almost too like obsessive about it I guess that I got to get my nap in because if I don't then when the kids come home or later this evening when it comes time for dinner, I'm, I'm going to be exhausted and not be present. So, um, I've made it a, um, uh, priority to try to get some sort of nap or some sort of rest time in throughout the day. So I can be a, um, uh, more present with my kids and my family at night.
1: And that's great. That's a great strategy too. Cause you've learned probably the hard way, <laughs> what yeah. you need to do preventatively to help you to be there for your family.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I was kind of in denial. Like I'm only my late thirties. I don't need to take a nap every day. I mean, I, I, when I'm, when I get, when I get older, I can do that. But right, as of now, <laughs> I shouldn't need that. But, um, I finally humbled myself and admitted like, yes, I do. I need to, <laughs> if I want to, uh, be there for my family and I need to take care of myself. So, um, I kind of, uh, Swallowed my pride and said, "All
1: right, nap time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's great. You know, learning what helps you is is uh, the, a hard thing, and and for those listening too, like Jeff's here, almost ten years out from his injury. You know, and so um, <clears throat> excuse me, you might be listening and thinking, "Oh wow," like he really has it together. But I'm sure there were a lot of times earlier on mm. in the journey when you you didn't realize you needed no, a yeah. nap or when you weren't able to manage it quite as well. And so for those listening, this is called Hope Survives Podcast, right? I just yeah. want to encourage you, like, even if you feel like you're not able to to know what works for you now, you you will be able to learn over time if you pay attention to your symptoms and you start to try out things that could help you. Everyone has to learn their own kind of rhythm with their own brain injury life. Right. And so- Jeff, you're, you're a great example of somebody who's over the years come to a place where you kind of know what works and you know, what doesn't.
0: Yeah. And as I mean, as, as time going forward, even from week to week, I mean, these, uh the, uh, what works might change too. I mean, there may be a point where I need to take, start taking a nap in the morning and the I don't know, or maybe <laughs> one week I have a little more energy and I don't need a nap. I don't know, but it's just kind of like trying to figure it out, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I have found that um there um one thing I became aware of and uh there might be a day where I'm feeling pretty good. Like I don't think I need a to nap today and my wife were like my wife went out like you know what happens when you do this. If you don't take a nap today, like the next few days are gonna be not good. So even if you don't feel like you need a nap, maybe you need to go back <laughs> and lay down and take a break. So she's she's good at keeping me accountable to um keep me where I need to be.
1: That's great. So I want to talk a little bit about your book. You wrote a book called finding normal and your book's being turned into a movie called a new normal. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and share that with our listeners?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I think when my, uh, soon following my accident, people were talking about, you should write a book about this sometime. And at the time I really wasn't a writer and I didn't really read much. That really wasn't me. So I didn't get much thought to it. Um, but when I I think when I stopped, had to stop working, um, I was having a hard time filling my time all my free time. I had what was I gonna do? And I had all these things running through my mind about um the things I was experiencing and, and regarding my brain injury and regarding my my faith and how my faith had changed throughout throughout my brain injury. And um, somebody mentioned like okay, I was having a hard time explaining to people like what I was thinking or the the thoughts I was having and trying to explain to them the things I felt like God was teaching me, and um, when I would try to verbally verbally explain that to somebody, they, I was I didn't feel like I explained myself well. And somebody suggested that I just start writing those things down, like make a journal. And so I started journaling. Um, I really wasn't the journaling type. I thought this might help me, so I started journaling, and I was sharing some stuff. I had been journaling with a friend one time. And they said this is something like something you like you ever heard of a blog? You should do a blog and do it that way. And it, at the time, I really didn't know what a blog was, and so I did some research and um, looked looked into that. So I, I started writing in this blog, um, and then uh, the blog ended up turning into this book, like you mentioned, Finding Normal. Wrote this book. This was I started writing that soon after getting down moving down to Tennessee in 2016, and. Uh, i had no intentions at all of this book becoming a movie but um it's been crazy and since moving here to franklin i've just met uh the right people at the right time and um uh, God's brought these people in my life at certain times that um have uh kind of helped me tell my story helped me write my story down and for and just share my story in different ways so um yeah this, this blog, this journal, became, this journal became a blog, the blog became a book, and this book, like you said, is now becoming a, this movie, and it's, and it's all because, again, this is never our inten- never my intention, to, or our intention to, uh, this is beyond our wildest dreams, but um, this, the people that God has brought into our life at certain times have uh, allowed this to happen, so it's pretty exciting.
1: It's incredible. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I've been following along with uh, the, the news, and I know you're in production or heading into production yeah. soon.
0: COVID is really, I mean, I think this. if COVID hadn't hit, the movie would probably be out and be it a, been made by now, but because of that, things have been delayed. And um, uh, right now the movie's on target to be made. It's in pre-production, but it's, uh, the the movie's on target to be made in May, This so just a few months from now.
1: That's incredible.
0: Moving to North Carolina.
1: Wow! Exciting.
0: Yes, the casting is all getting lined up, and it should be uh, announced here pretty soon. So
1: that's wonderful. I'm excited. Very excited. Mm -hmm. So our final question I always ask our guests is: What is a? This is Hope Survives podcast, right? So what is a word of hope that you would have for our listeners today?
0: It's one word or just a word?
1: Okay. Oh, like like a metaphorical Encouragement. word. Encouragement. <laughs> okay. Encouragement. Yeah. 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 It, it no. can be that was word. a good that's a good yeah. question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um I think the there's many things, many words of things I could share to bring hope. I think just just um if you if you're dealing with a brain injury or if you know someone's dealing with a brain injury, recognize that they may you may have changed or they may the person this person may have changed. But, um, my goal it seemed like before is to, was to be normal, but, uh, after you have a brain injury, this normal that you, used, you were used to before is now a thing of the past, but, um, that's not about bad, no, that's not a bad thing. I guess the, the hope that, um, you can find is that even though you're a different person, uh, it doesn't make you any less of a person just because what you had envisioned for your life or what you had planned for your life may be different now because of this brain injury, um. That doesn't mean there's no hope because, uh, God may have given you some new gifts or new talents or new interests that, um, because of the brain injury, that this is going to be who you are now and how God uses you. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, it yeah. does. I, I resonate with that, you know, just cause it's mm-hmm. different doesn't mean it's worse. Right. right. It's, yeah. just it, it's just different. Right. It's just different. And it's, it's you new know. and
0: it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it could be totally different than what you had envisioned. Like growing up, you picture yourself doing this and uh, in this way. But after a brain injury, that can completely change. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That can be an exciting thing. And it's um, a new way that God wants to use you.
1: Yeah. And it's great because, I mean, although the brain injuries are hard and I wouldn't wish it on anyone, I mean, uh, we've made friends you and I have yeah, connected right. through this. We've I've, I know connected with there's so many amazing people in the brain injury community that i wouldn't have known otherwise and so exactly. we can find yeah. some beauty in uh-huh. our new normal or lack of normalcy however you right. want to put it yeah. people ask me that
0: too like they picture they look at my life now and i've uh i've moved to this great t- we to this great new franklin this great city and um i've written a book and uh been on these podcasts and now this movie being made around me. Like, is, are you, are you actually thankful that you had this brain injury? And I said, no, I'm not, I wouldn't say that. Um, like I said, I wouldn't wish a brain injury on in anybody, but, um, I feel like God uh, was, has used, used this, used my injury to teach me, uh, and allow me to, uh, serve him and others in, in ways that I wouldn't have before. And if this is what God had planned in my life. Then this is what, this is what uh, my, my reality now. So, um, yeah. I want to be obedient to how he wants to use
1: me. I love that. Yeah. I've had a similar response too. Like, I can't say I'm thankful for the injury yeah. because of what it's caused my family, you know, right. like all the pain it's caused them and mm-hmm. um, burden and financial struggle and everything else. But I, I can say that I'm thankful for what God's done through it. And I'm thankful for the good. You yeah. Know, even That's a good. It. That's great. So, yeah. 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 I have similar feelings about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like both of us are here, like so many years out from our injury, we have a different perspective than we might've had like two or three years after the injury, you know, looking back over, over a decade, you, you can see the brain injury journey from a little bit of a different lens. And so if somebody's Mm -hmm. listening and they're just had their injury or they're in the first five years, I just want to let you know, like over time it does get better. Because you learn better, you learn yourself better and yeah. you have better coping strategies and you learn ways to move forward and your brain heals over time. Mm-hmm. And and right. so your brain is neuroplastic and is it has the ability to heal. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. The, you're right. It's different. The first few years is different as you the farther out it changes too. So
1: yeah. Well, this has been so great. I yeah. love everything you shared. Thanks so much for coming on. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you, they could connect with you on social media, Jeff Huxford or jeffhuxford.com. It's the best places. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, and your yeah. movie oh, yeah. has a page as well, right? A new normal, the movie. Yeah. com. Okay. Um,
0: and they, I think in each, each of the um, social media, there's a uh, social media page for, for the movie itself. And, and I would just go make sure you're, if you want to be uh, notified and know who, whenever the uh, casting is this is announced and all that, and you're following those, I'm sure it should all be on there.
1: Wonderful, that's great. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jeff.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. I really thank you. Hope to, see you na- hope to see you in Nashville soon.
1: Absolutely, I'll be back soon.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to Hope Survives podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned as more episodes will be coming each week. And check out HopeAfterHeadInjury.com for more. I'll see you next time. And remember, there's always hope.